Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform into the person you want to become. Today, yeah. we're talking about how to buy a home. Frequently mm-hmm. asked questions about buying a house. Before we get started, this isn't meant to be legal, real estate, or investment advice. This is intended for information and educational purposes only. Please seek a professional in your area. Yeah, I always got to put those disclaimers out there. People do dumb shit, and they blame it on other people. Yeah, you know, it's, unless you're us, we just take credit for it. I, just, I own my shit. <laughs> you did that dumb shit. I saw it on TV, thought it was a good idea. Probably wasn't. But I still did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so just kind of, I guess, getting to the whole thing. I mean, yes, I am a licensed real estate professional in Hawaii. Um, again, we're not here to endorse stuff. I'm not here to sell my services or anything like that. Um, if you do have questions about anything, please leave a thing in the comment. Um, I may not know everything about there is to know about real estate in every single area, um, especially in the continent of the U.S. or outside of the U.S. in general. Um, but real estate in general is a slow-moving asset class. Um, it does take some time and preparation before you can actually close on a deal. Um, but as far as getting, you know, the wheels turning and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just know that from the time that you actually get an offer accepted to the time that you actually own the home, on average, about 45 days. So that being said, just kind of know that, hey, just keep that in mind and moving forward. So I guess question number one, um, whatever the case might be. How do you start to buy a home? What, what, what does that look like? What do we do to get started? How do we get started? Um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, that's a long, like, thought-out technical answer, I guess. Isn't that kind of, I mean, yeah. what you hear? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about this, I was like, all, all these things, I'm like, all through my head. I'm like, I check my credit. Like, what's my debt? Like, I'm like what? what is this? And you're like, listen, slow down, bud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess we were joking about it the other day. It's like, it's kind of like having a kid. Right. You're never, you're never really fully prepared to have a kid. So that's like, for sure. Yeah. If you, you know, not how many books you read or whatever, you know, how, no matter how many times you practice, like, no, just joking. But anyway, um, practicing having a kid and having a kid are just completely different. But I mean, until you actually hit the ground running with this stuff, and um, it's it's not going to come to you. Um, my short answer is for sure, get a team. Um, in school, they teach us teams are bad, but in real life, teams are really good. Um, Collaboration is your friend. Find somebody who has either bought a house before and or is at least helped people buy a house before, aka realtor, or it doesn't have to be that. It can be a real estate person that you know, any anyone that has been through that process before. Um, you will, you, most people kind of need financing as well, so... You know, have somebody that's gone through the process before, have somebody that either has access to money or is going to lend you money, and then go online. It's as easy as that. And just basically, we all got these nowadays. This, the, this kind of old school little eye touch here, but you know, we all got these little smart things. Just mm-hmm. turn it on and start looking. Um, some of the popular thing, I think we're going to put some up in the show notes or whatever. But Yeah, I'll put all the yeah. popular... Realtor.com, MLS.com, and all those things. Um, from there, Zillow is a really good one yeah. that people use, even though realtors don't like that. But 
Mm-hmm. You know, they do have information out there. Yeah. Julia is another one. Yeah. Um, heck, you can even go look in the Sunday paper. If yeah. you, you don't have access to it, go look in the Sunday paper. Um, they got yeah. tons of this there, tons of houses that, that are out there. Mm-hmm. Getting started, it doesn't really require much. You can get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like I mentioned in the beginning, just understand from the time you actually start putting offers out there and from the time that you actually own the house, it may take some time. Right. Yeah. But that's where you're going to have a team of people that say, hey, look, this is kind of what I like. This is kind of what I want. And... You know, then, you know, the, your team can be like, okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> do X, Y, Z, do A, B, C, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, and, it, you know, the thing I learned, uh, you were talking about um, those, those other, I don't know what, I, I guess I'm going to call it unofficial sites like Zillow and all these You're saying that these listings can be a bit outdated or the house could be already bought or an escrow, like the update time is a little, a little slow. Uh, so better to go to the kind of the, closer to the source a little. It just depends on the website. They yeah. are somewhat lagging in the event that, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, people who work for Google, like the translation gets lost in the coding because mm-hmm. the information comes directly from the multiple, you know, MLS stands for multiple listing service in your area mm-hmm. and it gets disseminated to these websites. Um, however, you know, these are secondary sites that are not the original source of the information. So, just kind of know, like, if you see something that says active, it may just mean active, continue to show, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, where they have an offer or the property is actually in escrow, um, but they're still looking for offers to come through. So, you know, I, again, I'm trying my best not to prompt realtor, 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 but mm-hmm. the MLS service is made up of realtors and mm-hmm. realtor associates or whatever they you know, <clears throat> case might be professionals who you know we have time frames that we need to update this information and handle this information in a timely manner so that it's accurate when it gets to you and that's kind of you know how we can price things and how we can look at things because the information is deemed to be accurate secondary sites may not be accurate but again at least you will get a picture of what mm-hmm. things are out there yeah and I went on <clears throat> after we had this conversation, I went on the MLS.com and it's not the prettiest site, but it's nope. easy to use. It's easy to look at stuff. I t- typed in my zip code and I had that problem when I was looking for a house a couple of years ago and, and we were on these popular sites or whatever popped up on Google and I, I'll call my realtor. And like, hey, I want to see this place. She was like, yeah, that's sold already. Yeah. And it's like, it just said four days ago. She's like, yeah, it's sold already. Like, so yeah. I, I firsthand experienced that problem of looking at these well, auxiliary again, sites and nothing being available. Again, that's kind of where, you know, you go out there and get your team, you know? Right. Um, and then from there, it's just kind of, I guess, leading into the next question, right? Like right, yeah. tips for finding either a good realtor or in this case, you know, a good team member, you know, you basically want to get people who, I don't know, for me, I find it's a lot about personality. Like right. matching personality types. Like if you're this alpha dog, like man, oh, I've always got to be, I got to own the best house on the block. I always got to be like, and I you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I've been there, done that. I, I always got to be right. Last word, you know, I'm trying to yeah. get a little better at that. Like, but, uh, you know, just, just keep that in mind. If that's your personality and if that's who you are as a person, yeah. like you need somebody that can communicate your wants and needs or mm-hmm. your opinions to the other side. 
So if you're this alpha dog personality and like your realtor is this really shy and, you know, kind of quiet person, like don't get me wrong, offices attract and they work mm -hmm. in that situation, but is that person really able, going to be able to communicate how you want the transaction to be done? Like kind of got to think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and this basically the other thing too, is the strategy like we're talking about, like, right. What kind of, you know, how are you looking to do this? What, you know, find someone who has either done what you're trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. right? Like, or is, you know, can at least help you and give you examples of, Hey, I don't know where to get started, but this is what I was thinking. You know, that person should be able to tell you, okay, well, with what I see here are a few different strategy options for you. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, thank um, don't discount these, you know, people's experiences, you know, a mentor or whatever, a professional, they've got the experience and they've got the things right. that you don't, no matter what you think, you know, take what they have to say and think about it for a sec. Like don't discount that thing. I mean, that's kind of the other thing too, is like I walk into situations and like I start giving my advice as a realtor and mm -hmm. then, you know, the owner of the home will start telling me, well, you know, the house should be able to sell for this and should be able to do that and should be able to do this. And I'm like, you know, maybe we're not a good match here. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not the best person for you because I'm the professional. Yeah. I'm telling you what my advice is and you're not listening to it. Like mm -hmm. you need somebody that is going to listen and, you know, be in alignment with what it is you want. Right. You know, I try my best to be in alignment with as many people as possible. Believe me, I'm, I'm a very flexible person. However, when I come across somebody who we don't mesh well, like yeah. what I'm trying to explain, you know, what I'm putting down, they're not picking up. You know what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, definitely. You know, then as, as no offense, that's just, you know, maybe I can refer you to my other friend and you know, he's, he or she is a great realtor. They're going to mm -hmm. take care of you, but I don't think we're a match. Yeah. I mean, well, you kind of had a similar thing too in Ford, right? What do you call that? Pass off or something like that? Yeah, right. Right. When, uh, you know, when I, when I worked at the, the dealership and stuff, you know, yeah. sometimes like you're saying that you just don't mesh well, the personality clashes or two alphas or something like that get together. And yeah. it's no shame to, to pass the, the you know, the, the customer off or the client off to somebody more suited to, you know, yeah, help. Exactly. And that's, that's it. You want to find somebody who's suited to your needs. So. Yeah. You know, and Tyson, you were talking the other day too, is like, don't be afraid to fire people. Yeah. You know, if you're with auntie, uncles, cousins, Bob's, nephew's roommate, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have a relation to that person. Yeah. But, you know, you feel the obligation there, or maybe you started this down this track with this person. But, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately, this is something that you want. You got to work towards it. Like, right. if this person is not going to work towards it with you, then, hey, sit down and have that conversation. Um, and, and at least maybe if, if some of you are listening to this and you're in that situation, that person can always take a referral. Right. You know what I mean, they can say, okay, you know, I found XYZ realtor, blah, blah, blah. And like, we're not meshing well. They'd be like, yeah, right here, let me pass you on to somebody else. And mm -hmm. that original person may get a referral fee. Right. Not everything that they were going to get, had they helped you, but they can still get something out of it. And then yeah. they can free up their time. They're not going to waste your time. You're not going to waste their time. And you're going to all have a smoother transaction. So I, I don't know. It kind of depends. Yeah, no, I, I, and I agree with that. Like, I, I, I see a lot of that in not just this space, but a lot of spaces. Like, well, 
we got this relationship, it's my friend or whatever. It's like, that's great and all. You, you can be amicable and say, listen, this isn't working out for me. I've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> it's going to be better for you in the long run. You're going to have less frustration and on and on and on. Bring me to that 12 rules, man. Like, no, yeah. I don't want to buy your toaster. Quite <laughs> frankly, don't come back here. Like, but that's the thing. Even um, I, I was reading a book uh, the other week about lying. And, and it's like, this is the thing. We, we create these small things. Oh, I'm trying to be nice and polite. And, 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 and down the road, it makes things 10 times worse than just saying, you know, I have to be an asshole. You know, I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, listen, I, we're not working well. Like, my vision, your vision, like, this is just isn't working. And I, I despise your phone calls. I despise your texts. You know, I mean, you may not say that, but just that message. Like, listen, hey, you're a great person. Just not for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, can you, can you bounce me somewhere else or something? Don't be afraid to say that stuff. Don't yeah. be afraid to be honest. You don't have to be a dick. But just be honest with people. Like, listen, hey, you you look fat in that dress. And I'm sorry. It's not the dress. It's your fat. <laughs> you know? I yes, know. that hurts people's feelings. But at the same time, you've got to get that across. I'm like, listen. I know. I'm thinking more of the uh, the, the Wayne Dyer approach. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm going to agree to disagree. And right. peacefully wish you to be on your way. And yes. we can both feel good about this. And I'm going to move on. And I'm going to let go. Like, use ransom's oh. tack. My, I'm a little dickish. <laughs> you're, just, so. you're just fat, bro. It's it's not that Sorry. shirt you wear. You're just fat. Dog. Does you know? this dress make you look fat? No, the fat makes you look fat. He's <laughs> just like cut it out. Dude. But you know, again, um, there are <laughs> there are ways to you I know do. either tactfully do it. Yeah. But, you know, just just kind of understand that you know when once you start feeling obligated to somebody, once you start mm. feeling like you know, this is something, you know, that kind of takes away from the whole process. Now, yes. now it's about keeping this relationship versus getting what you actually want. And you don't want right. that to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I guess in my, my mind, I get probably being a questioner. The biggest <laughs> thing I want to know is what do I need? What, do, like, what I want to be prepared. I want to have everything. I need data. What do I need? Like walking into the loan officer, the realtor, like, what do I, what should I be prepared with? What should I have um, gathered? Generally when you're, when you're meeting the realtor, you basically want to show your best personality and, and get out there, kind of have some idea and some strategy, which you want. I guess we can talk about that later, mm -hmm. but you know, be able to open up and tell them what's, what's going to go on. And ultimately, um, you will need to get some type of financing, mm -hmm. um, or maybe you have cash. But you know, either way, um, if you got cash, you'll need less things. If you do require some type of fancy uh, financing, then you know you're gonna get the typical stuff, right? Your last two years of W twos or I nines or whatever you get, your pay mm -hmm. stubs, um, some kind of ID. You know, generally they kind of want to see the paper trail. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Of your assets, yeah. whatever that may be. Um, if you are going to say that, you know, hey, I'm going to put $300,000 down, you know, uh, people want to see some type of paper trail. Like, right. hey, let's see a bank statement that, says, that shows that this money has been in your bank account for over six months. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That kind of thing. Or usually if you have that kind of money, you have a personal banker and that personal banker can write like a little signed letter. Um, if you're going to get gifts from people, you know, you, you, there's a, there's a gift letter that you can get those kinds of things. Um, some of the other things, I guess this kind of came about 
back in the days when we had them ninja loans. Um, people had no job, no income. They just oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean that whole, the whole meltdown around 2008 we had? Is that is this where know, from? It was just the it, it was just a market correction. It wasn't a meltdown. <laughs> it was just, just a market. Girl, it correction. felt like all kind of shit was melting around me. <laughs> I mean, I took advantage of it. I was fun to make a lot of money during that time. But it was just a market correction. But um, Hell no, yeah. it just be after that time. Um, nowadays, what they do if you have a job that has variable income? Let's just say I was a realtor for. Oh, I don't know how many old, I feel old now. I was going to say like a decade, but right. So whatever, 12 years I've been in the business. Um, you know, you kind of make different, like one year, you'll make a lot of money. The other money, the other year you won't make as much. So they kind of take your tax returns and they kind of average out the money that you made in mm. those two years. Makes sense. Yeah. So that they kind of get a streamlined baseline of as to what you can afford. Mm -hmm. um, and then for those of you that are going to get out there and get business loans, I don't know what your strategies are, but if you're a big corporation or say like an S corp or something like that, and you want to get out, you know, just, just have the paperwork of your business, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's what it is. And then for those of you that want to get started, I mean, the internet, just open up your smartphone and start looking. It doesn't take much to do that. Mm -hmm. Anybody, anybody can do that. <laughs> it's like, uh, and I got a, I was, um, I keep seeing commercials for like, I mean, apps and stuff. You just enter a few things and import your bank stuff and boom, they give you like a baseline for a loan and stuff. It's like really getting really streamlined and simpler yeah. nowadays. And those of you that have a home, you just want to refinance and take some money out. You know, they got like those rocket mortgages. Yeah. Like, all that stuff is, it's amazing nowadays. Yeah. Man the internet and cell phones and how fast everything moves. It's really crazy. Okay. What, what about like you were saying earlier, like learning, learning your wants versus like your needs in, in, in a home. Yeah. I mean, and this is not like what you need to buy a home, but basically yeah. what you want in a home, what you want in a home or what mm -hmm. you need in a home. Like, mm -hmm. I guess this takes me back to my early days. Back when I was a young little whippersnapper, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I went to this uh, class and this guy was like, okay, so you're trying to help a buyer purchase a property, mm -hmm. right? And now as a realtor, right, you need to figure out this person's wants or this person's needs. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up that conversation. He's like, so what happens if the buyer tells you that they need a pool in their backyard? Mm -hmm. you know and then like everybody like raises their hand and like that's not a need that's a want that's a want he's like well i didn't tell you the whole story yet right like what if we told you that their son has muscular dystrophy and the only physical therapy that their son can get is in a pool mm -hmm. like ah like the light turns on it's like yeah. Yeah, that's not a want anymore. That's a need. Like, that's how you get fired as their realtor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if that's the situation, it's like, you know, they're not listening to you that you need this pool and they're showing you homes that don't have a pool. Like, you know, that's when you got to get real and either have that conversation with that person or mm -hmm. just be like, hey, look, it was nice, but I, I think we're going to need somebody else. But, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of hard and this kind of takes a little soul searching mm -hmm. to uh, figure out because most people, you know, their their want list or 
should I say their need list maybe? Yes. <laughs> like, I like think my, these are my necessary, my need. Like, yeah. House in the hills, like yeah. I need to have like, you know, a separate dining room area. I need to have like, like, you know. It, I gotta oh, have a helicopter pad. I mean, it's mandatory. Yeah, you know, and just like, gonna put that right next to the pony ranch like you know um, how did you you've been here before i know you <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know but i mean you just kind of gotta get through it um some of the things that people don't think about yeah. are like location to work mm-hmm. like, you know what i mean like they think that they need to live in a certain area or neighborhood when reality is like if you live closer to work like yeah it may cost more money if you live in town but yeah save so much more time in your day like you can actually spend more time at your house um or, or the opposite i know people that purposely live an hour from work because they want to live in the woods or whatever and they want to commute that's true or then you got people that have like a personal touch like your school teachers and stuff yeah like that. They, don't, they don't necessarily want to live in the same area that they teach yes um, you know just for you know so you can create that barrier yeah uh, of people so just you know sometimes things like that um mm-hmm. number of bathrooms like you got seven Since, girls living in your house you, yeah. you're, you're gonna need more than two bathrooms mm-hmm. probably and when we, we moved in to this house brown's like we don't need three bathrooms i don't know how many times every single bathroom's <laughs> been full and like yeah remember that when you said we don't need three toilets mm-hmm. uh, not, you know this is not a sexist comment i'm just saying in general yeah um, it'll take longer in the bathroom to get ready whatever yeah. the case may be guys usually take a lot longer to do the business in there if you know what i mean i i, I do all my social media as i poop so it's craig, I'm, I'm in there for a while get in his bathroom craig <laughs> uh, but uh yeah whatever um so just just that kind of stuff number of bedrooms square yeah. square footage is kind of a lot um some people think they need a really big home just kind of look at what you live in now mm-hmm. like what you live in now, just kind of like get the square footage of that. Yeah. Um, and for most people, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, some people want to downsize and they think yeah. they can downsize, but um, that's when you're going to need a really good team member or somebody to be completely honest with you and say, look, yeah. I'm not trying to downsize, but let's get real. Listen here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure you understand that that's a circle. You can't fit a square yeah. circle. You, you, you know, downsizing comes with an estate sale, right? You <laughs> sell all that shit off because it ain't fitting over there. <laughs> it's like, you know, or yeah, maybe have the garage sale first, you know? Yeah. Looking for that down payment, um, go get that garage sale done. Yeah. But basically, learning your needs from your wants. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sit down and create this list of needs at first. Yeah. And kind of go through them and say, like, is this something that I absolutely need? Or is this something that's just a want? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what, you know, we, we, me, me and my wife spent a lot of time when we were looking at a house, like, all right, what, what are the, what are the musts and what, what you know, what can we yeah. compromise on? And, you know, and it, sometimes it was frustrating, you know, realtor was trying to be creative. Like, do you really need a pool in your neighborhood or in your house? I'm like, yeah. I pull up and I'm like, where's the pool? Oh, this neighborhood doesn't have a pool. I'm like, I thought I told you. <laughs> Uh, this is one like I'm not compromising on like a park and a pool in at least in the neighborhood. There's no compromising here. But yeah. then I could compromise on a den like, but you know, yeah. And it's, the, but we, we had a very, a very solid list. Like these, these would be nice to have, but these are a must. The number of bedrooms the minimum bathrooms, the, the amenities like, and it was, you know, 
but we went through that and we, we knew, you know, like, oh, like when we decided on this house, like there was a few things that weren't there, but the majority of them was there and more, more things we liked than, than were not available. And it was really hard to get a house in a place with all the things on the list, but the necessities were met. And, and that's what we had going into this whole process. We knew already, as long as we meet these needs, the rest of the things we, we can deal with. Yeah. And it is, it's work in progress, but these yeah. are just things that, you know, people have to hash out and mm -hmm. hopefully you have the members to kind of go through that with you and make that happen. And sometimes your needs become wants, right? Um, you just, they kind of go backwards. Like you don't need them when you get money involved because sometimes what you need, you actually can't afford. So, right. you know, you just got to go through and, and see that out. But generally knowing those ahead of time are definitely good. But I always remember that story. It's like, oh yeah, that pool, that's just a want. And then like you hear about their son, that's, yeah. you know, they need this special type of therapy. And it's like, ooh, like mm -hmm. that. that's like the eye opener. That changes the game. It's like, yeah. Oh, this becomes a real need versus something that we just wanted. Yeah. And yeah. even that's, I think that's a cautionary tale in, in, in your profession in general, if you deal with people like that, you know, assessing that, you know, I, I deal with that a lot. I dealt with that car sales. It's like people come in like, oh, I need an F-350. You have a house trailer, boat? What? The, what? Oh, no, mm -hmm. I just want a big truck. Like, do you need an $80,000 F-350 to drive to and fro work? <laughs> Maybe not. Like, you know, but you got to assess that. Like, you know, like, do you really need this or People is it something you'd like to have? Can you, you know, and then start to talk, talk with your, talk with them and having that kind of conversation and like, yeah, but they, you know, that, that's just kind of working them, them out. Like the more yeah. that you know, off the beginning, the get go, like you can kind of get to it and you know, you'll work through it, but yeah, it's just a good conversation. And then the next big question I normally get is like, how much money do I need down? Like a million dollars. <laughs> Over the years, it's kind of like been known, I guess, that, or maybe people don't know, but sometimes you actually need zero money going in. Like, yeah. Depends on what options you have available. And again, I'm not endorsing anything, but mm -hmm. Bay of Buyers, man, like $1,500 total. <laughs> nice. Have, like, that's that's attainable to a lot of people, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's it. like, that's all it costs. You right. Walk in the door, Get everything signed, blah, 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 $15,000. I mean, $1,500 down. That's 1500 mm bucks. -hmm. Done. Close escrow and that's it. You Use your out. keys. Pay your payments. That's it. Like, yeah. it's a pretty good deal. Um, that is. You have some other USDA loans that are still um, available with zero down. It's not as cheap as VA loans. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever the case might be. But then again, it goes all the way to say, like, you know, if you're going to go conventional, five to 10 is the average. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to go some type of investor loan or non-recourse loan, kind of just depending what your strategy is, you're looking at maybe, you know, 30 to 50% now. Right. So, you know, again, kind of weigh out the needs. There are times when it is beneficial to put more money down. Mm -hmm. And there are times when it's better to leverage uh, your money. And hey, Mortgages are uh, all-time low rates or, you know what I mean, or mm -hmm. historically low rates, under 5%. Uh, yeah, you might want to finance more of that than put your own hard-earned cash to work there. Just saying. Yeah, Just sometimes, I, I, sometimes I look at people and I'm like, did, did you need to 
put $30,000 cash down when they were offering 0% financing on that car. That makes no sense. It yeah. really doesn't. Uh, yeah, it just depends. You can scrape out half a percent in a savings account, and at least that's better than what you just did. But, but then again, right, this takes us back to the want and needs, right? Some right. people don't feel comfortable having no equity. Yeah. You know, it's like that's originally, you know, when our parents started buying homes, 20% mm. down was the norm. Right. Well, because banks wanted some equity in there just in case the thing went south. Yeah. They could sell it and they would get their money back, you know? So mm-hmm. some people just don't feel comfortable going all out and leveraging every single percent that they can on it. I don't know, but that's, that's not your strategy. No, my strategy is to, is to leverage where, where, where it makes sense. You know, it, if, you know, if I'm knowing I'm getting, you know, five, eight, 10% return and, and I can get a 4% loan on something, I'd rather keep my money and, and, and make four, five, 6% versus, you know, having to pay all of that and losing. I don't know. I, I like to, I like to make my, my, my money work as hard as I can. You know, if I'm gonna get a 0% car loan, I can keep, you know, 30 grand in the bank at 1%, at least I'm ahead at the end of the day. You know, I do understand people like to not have any debt and they like to, to not have these, these things. My opinion, I, I feel like it's a waste of money because that money is now gone and you can't have it work for you versus I'd rather have the money working for me. Maybe even if I put half down and it had the other half working for a little bit, I don't know. That's your, like, like you're saying, it's up to you and your preferences. Yeah. I like to try and make my money work as hard as it can for itself. Yeah. And this might be bleeding into the next question, but you know, there are other types of creative financing. Yeah. Um, if the sellers are using realtors to sell their home, there may be less of that going on, but mm. you know, for sale by owners or other types of things, you know, they always have creative financing. Yeah. Like rent to own options, um, seller financing where you can go in the deal and you know, the seller will basically give you a loan. You know, they yeah. don't need all their money up front. They just be like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a, you know, you can own the house or whatever, and we'll give you a loan for a hundred thousand or, 50,000, whatever, and you just pay us mm-hmm. back over, over six years. Like mm-hmm. all those things are still available, you know? Yeah. Other and there's the thing, things. if you know of, or you've heard these things, like sometimes, you know, talking to the other person and say, Hey, have you heard of this? Like I, I, I was uh, listening to this guy the other day. He was like, you know, I went up to this, I was trying to buy this apartment complex. It was, I think it was like 65 million. I said, I talked to the owner, I said, Hey, would you be willing to finance some of it? He's like, what are you talking about? And he talked to them. And then the owner's like, that sounds like a great idea. I'd like to make a little extra. I don't need to do the work. And, and he wound up, you know, financing, you know, um, he just needed three, three million down, which he wound up getting from somebody else. Yeah, three, three and, and, he taught all, and he taught these guys a couple of things. Yeah. And he was, he was, you know, he was, I think he was only out of pocket, like 200 grand or something like that on a $65 million property, something along those lines. I'm, the, my numbers may be a little off, but the premise is, is there. You know, sometimes if you know of these things, you've heard of them, you can start to talk to people. Hey, heard of this thing? Do you know how to work it? Um, you know, have you heard of it? And you can really, you know, not only enlighten other people, but maybe even save yourself some money or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just always, you know, you never know what, what one thing is going to lead to another or whatever. Yeah. You know, this is not maybe not getting off, but we're talking about the 
something about the Victoria's Secret owner, right? Like, yeah, started his business or whatever. Like, he sold it for like four mil, mm-hmm. and then the guy that bought it after that turned into like the whole sex appeal thing that we know of Victoria's Secrets now. Mm-hmm. That four, that four mil just turned to like fifty mil, like, in, right? Just like you know, that guy. Yeah, sometimes people don't see the vision or the creative solution or whatever it is, and you need yeah. to get. And that's the good thing. That's why, like, we talked about in the beginning, this getting a team getting creative, collaborating, because everybody's got different ideas, experiences. Sometimes you get a few people together and you start talking and next thing you know, you're like, oh crap, look what we just discovered or we, we've, we've worked out that maybe one of you on its own never would have thought of. Yeah. And then I, no. I think that leads us into, you know, having or, you know, an entry or an exit strategy. Like what is the point of buying this house? You know, like, why are you buying this? Is this, you know, the only thing I can get, like, I want to just grab something. Is this going to be my yeah. forever home? Like, what are you doing going into the situation? I guess for me, I've always been of the business mindset. So whenever I think about this question, I automatically think numbers. I automatically mm-hmm. think, okay, how much am I going to make? How much can I rent it out for? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the average Joe and the most people, like, if you ask them what their exit strategy is, like, it's like, I don't have an exit strategy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to living it for my entire life i'm gonna raise my kids here and when i die, i'm gonna give it to my kids like if that's your strategy like you already have your extra strategy there it is yeah you don't need to make money off this house yep. you didn't do anything with this house right own it and live in it and enjoy it and that's your right to do so and yep. it's your children like done done set game match like that's yeah. it. you don't need to think about it or you know get too far into it i mean we talk a lot of business on the show but mm-hmm. you know this is just for the average person who's yeah do it you know i don't know and that's perfect i mean and that's what when we were you know chatting about it's like these are the things that like that's okay that, that that's your strategy just know that going into this you know maybe it's it's waiting a little bit more you know to to find something you you absolutely in love with it you want to live in for 50 years versus things are hot right now or markets down you know what i mean like thinking about these things a little bit in advance, you know, I, I just want to buy something now and then I'm going to move and then buy something else and then rent that out. Like thinking about all these things, just even if it's just a little bit, you know, you can really set yourself up. I think in, in my, you know, to, to win the long game, you know, having these things in place, knowing what you're going to do, maybe you buy something a little, little shitty. Cause like, listen, I'm handy. I, I, I like doing carpentry. You know, I'm going to fix this up over the years with my family and my kids. Who knows? Yeah, and, and, you know, that takes us back to the, you know, the whole, the whole thing of, of why people do it. Like, uh, most people do it just to raise a family. But then yeah. again, you know, I was telling you about that other strategy mm-hmm. is that, you know, I, I call it a loophole. It's not basically a loophole, but it is. But basically, if you live in your house for two out of five years, mm-hmm. and you know, that's 365 times two plus one day. Um, so 731 for any, everybody at home listening. You're doing math now? When did this happen? I used the calculator. I wrote it down in advance. <laughs> it's like, wow. I, I cheated. I cheated. But, uh, you know, and that strategy is you can sell your house 250 per person, married couples 500, like 250,000. Like that's, that's decent sum of money for two mm-hmm. years. Like that's 125,000 a year. And, and what you're trying to say is that that'll be tax-free? Is that what you're saying? Yep. No taxes. No taxes. So live in the house for 731 days minimum. Whatever 
appreciation in the house yeah. is is yours tax free? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're gonna make 200 in, in those two years. I'm just but saying. But you could make up to that amount. No, this is more of an advanced strategy. It's like, mm. I'm gonna buy this house now. Again, this is where time is on your side. Yeah. Well, the young people out there, I urge you to get out there and get into something, even if it's nothing. Mm -hmm. because, yeah, you're gonna buy it, you're gonna get a loan for it, but eventually, 30, say 30 years later, mm -hmm. right? When you're of retirement age, um, and at least for us anyway, right? 30 years will be a retirement age. Let's just say we bought a house now. Yeah. Right. And then from there in another two years for say, right. Mm -hmm. We buy another house. Mm. Mm. And then in two years after that, we buy another house. Mm. You know what I'm going with this. I Two do years, buy a house, two mm. years, buy a house and right? still live in your same original house, but buying other houses or no, whatever, whatever, or whatever you can live in that house for whatever. It's just whatever, you, which way you want to go. Let's just say we did this three times. I know an example, we use five, but mm -hmm. let's just say we bought three houses. Now we're getting close to our retirement years, right? 30 years is up, right? That yeah. whoever was renting that out or, that investment property, they paid the mortgage off. Mm -hmm. So it's worth what we or at least originally bought it for. It's probably right. worth more than what we bought it for. Right. Likely. Right. And let's just say that the houses we bought are all 250,000 30 years later. Now we go back and we live in them for two years. Mm -hmm. Then we sell them. And guess what? After we sell the first one, what are we going to do? We're going to move to the next house. Mm. With 250K in the bank. Yep. Live in it for two years. Yeah. Then we're going to sell that house. And then what are we going to do? Live in that next house mm. for two years. Mm. Like You see how the pattern? Yes. I like and this. As you're older, right? Like mm -hmm. that's 125000 a year. Yeah. In retirement. On a side. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like, and this is where the whole- It sounds like it's paying out better than some 401 days. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. You're going to incur some holding costs on those properties. Right. right. Why are we going to have to pay some loans? You're going to have to pay some interest. You're going to have to pay property mm -hmm. managers. You're yeah. going to have to pay fixes along the way. But yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, in the later years, at the end, like, mm -hmm. you know, those, those that think ahead, again, this is an advanced exit strategy. If your strategy is that you want to live in it and give it to your kids, no problem. That's, That's a great a perfect strategy. It's a yeah. perfect strategy. You want to live in the home and use that the equity in your home to fund their college or to do stuff like those are all perfect strategies. Mm -hmm. You know, you can live in your home and in your elderly years, instead of moving and selling, you just do a reverse mortgage. Like these are all exit strategies that are, you know, make real estate such a very volatile asset. It's like you can do what you want with it, mm -hmm. you know? It's like maybe not volatile is the right word, but maybe versatile. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a versatile or, you know, diversified asset in the fact mm -hmm. that you don't have to just sell it. You can finance it. You can improve the property. You can do all kinds of things with real estate, which is why I got into it in the beginning. But anyway, mm -hmm. this more advanced, again, if you're going to do that type of strategy, have a team, right. get some tax professionals, get some lawyers, you know, figure mm -hmm. out how that's going to work for you. Um, but ultimately, you know, that's a, that's a strategy. Just saying. I like that.
So what you're saying is I need to buy up houses all around the 49ers stadium? Oh, I'm, I'm not saying and anything, then, man. If that's what you're hearing, then that, that's just what, what I'm hearing is I'm not saying anything. I need to buy houses within 30 minutes of the 49ers stadium. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm just going to move from house to house. I don't and I can still go to games. That's, that's what, what I'm hearing. I don't think you heard the diversity part of that. Like you're no, buying. Yeah, all around. You, you hear. Up in, around in, each side in, of the stadium. That's in each city the around. There's lots of cities around the stadium. Yeah. yeah. If that's what you're hearing, man. This is what I hear. I, I, I mean, I, I hear buy up houses big. near and around the 49er stadium. Insane, this is what I hear. This is what I hear. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I like this. This is my retirement now. This is my retirement now. All, all around there. All around the 49ers stadium. Hopefully okay. they don't build another one. Damn, that would suck. So, and then from there, I guess, uh, speaking of the advanced strategy, we have the fixer-upper. Oh. That's kind of like the frequency, you know, the frequently asked question is like, oh, you know, I want to get a fixer-upper. And it's mm-hmm. like, ah. Man, you stayed up late watching them infomercials, didn't you? <laughs> Those are the guys' names like, I can show you how to be rich selling real estate. Like, just read my book. Like, right, right, right. It's like, oh, man, there, there are so many shows on TV that just kind of yeah. either romanticize this idea yeah. or, or get it up. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, it's, it's definitely doable. Yeah. Obviously, there are people on TV doing it. Um, however, you know, you just kind of understand that they have a lot of professionals. They have a very big and sophisticated team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these guys have like money-making machines yeah. um, of businesses that just can spot these deals and mm-hmm. get them done yeah. and reputable. Um, you know, it's not for the, in my opinion, it's not for the first time person. If you like to step up to a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, I've known some people out there as their first time home, they're going to go do the fixer upper or buy, you know, raw land and just develop it. Like, Hey, by all means, that's, uh, yeah. uh but uh, the learning curve on that, in my opinion, is pretty steep. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you see them on the shows all the time when they have like, Oh, you know, like we have this pipe going through and like, that wasn't in our original budget. And now we got to, you know, it's going to cost us and set us back. Like, Mm-hmm. just be careful um yeah. you know fixer uppers look like great deals because they are undervalued but yeah. they are undervalued for a reason because you know just one false turn or one oh it's our foundation screw. yeah now we pay extra five grand like yeah sure oh, we you, got mold we got asbestos who knows like you're like oh shit you know just be careful with those kinds of things yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm not here to stray you away from it. If that's your thing and that's what you want to get into, go get it. No, yeah. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity. But like we were talking about earlier, um, prepping for this, I, when I was in construction, the main thing I used to see a lot of is people did not have um, money or, or didn't have the foresight to set ahead. Like there's right. going to be overages. There's going to be unforeseen things. If you don't use that you know, extra 10 20%, good. But you've got to plan for that. Things take longer than they do. Like... Mm-hmm. No, you know, know these things going in and, and, and then when, when these, especially when you're first time, like no contractors are going to be late and there's going to be overages and there's going to be all these things. It's going to take longer. Like know all these things going in so that when they do happen, you're like, this is my first time. I don't really know these people. I'm working on my team. You know? Yeah. I heard about, you know, like be prepared for those, 
you know, first time bumps and bruises and not just going, oh, this is going to be easy. We're just going to slap some new paint on and throw some kitchen cabinets from Lowe's and be good to go. If that happens, hey, be prepared for the next yeah. one. It's not going to be so easy. But yeah, don't, know that don't going in. Like, understand what's happening. This always takes us takes me back anyway to reach that poor dad. You know, yeah. it's fail early and responsibly, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, get that fear out the way. Mm-hmm. It's just like be prepared. Like if yeah. this is your first time going in on this, like be okay with hey, if this doesn't work out. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I know of a few people personally where they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna renovate this place. It'd be great, and they tear everything out, and it's like, oh shit, that was a lot more work than I thought. Like. And, yeah, and then and then you know, some some people have have kind of lost a little bit on it. Some people just didn't make as much as they thought because they had to let it go because it was just too much work. Like these things are happening. Unfortunately, they don't show these on the shows. And nope. I don't want us to. I don't. I don't. I'm. I, I don't want to like discourage people though a little bit. Like, no. You know what I mean, like go out yep. there and do these things if it's cool. something you you want to do and you want to try, but understand the unforeseen things, the unknown unknowns. They're there. <laughs> and be mentally prepared and, and be financially prepared. You know, when I did, when I worked in the construction industry, we used to set aside, you know, 15 to 20% for overages guaranteed yeah. knowing they were going to happen. So yep. that's something you may want to think about. Yeah. And, and again, uh, you know, I'm just saying first time home buyer, maybe this is a little bit yeah. over your, you know, maybe above your pay grade mm-hmm. in that case, make sure you have a good team. Make yes. sure you find individuals that have, again, the strategy you're looking for. Make sure they've done it before. Mm-hmm. Make sure they can kind of help oversee some of the things that are going to happen mm-hmm. and that they can help you with that. And if this is you trying to take it all on by yourself, like, um, you know, just have the right attitude. Yeah. Don't, be Don't you know, just remember pigs get slaughtered. Bulls mm-hmm. and bears make money, but pigs get slaughtered. Yeah. No. Pigs when- get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. Know when your asset has become a liability and yeah. when it's losing money and know when to get out. Yes. And, and, it, and there's no shame in, in cutting your losses. Nope. It's, no a, it's a learning lesson. Maybe you can get a tax credit. I'm not a mm-hmm. professional, but that could be something you could use to yeah. offset some of that, you know, talk with and other people like that. But. As long as you're prepared for that, mm-hmm. I think that's good. And yeah. again, don't be fooled by the easy win, man. You get that first fixer upper, it turns out great for you. You make tons of money. Yeah. Again, that's an easy win. Let's celebrate. Mm-hmm. But on the next one, let's let's again be prepared for something bad to go happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's all it's all fun until it games until somebody loses money. Yes. Absolutely. You know? But yeah, don't be discouraged by this conversation here. Be prepared if that's something you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, maybe if you're a a carpenter handy type you you want to you know do it yourself like understand that like i'm gonna we're gonna live here we're gonna tear out the kitchen it's gonna be a few months we're gonna have to eat a lot of deliveries and uber eats and whatever you know and then that's gonna be nice and then the bathroom's gonna turn out like but understand that make sure your family understands that you understand the project you're taking on you know that maybe the type of fixture upper you need to start or something along that lines like my neighbor did that they live here and you know they slowly renovated the house and then they just got finished selling it that's the, that was their thing. Yeah. That's definitely amazing. Yeah. Definitely and awesome. then, you know, the, the last question I used to get this a lot in the car business and I, I'm sure you get this a lot in real estate is how much should I underbid? <laughs> uh, me, 
I always, I'm a homework kind of guy. Mm-hmm. As much of as, as an upholder as I am, I definitely do use a lot of data. Like, yeah. again, it all starts with this tiny little device you have in your hand here. Okay. Yes. If you are serious about buying a house, you want to get started, start looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, look in the neighborhoods that you want. Look for the things that you want. Hopefully, you can identify what you actually need over what you want. Mm-hmm. And when you see the same thing pop up, guess what's going to be attached to that same thing? A number. Right. You're going to see this number pop up, and you're going to see certain numbers pop up again and again. And again, if you have a good team, mm-hmm. you can put this all out on a spreadsheet or all out on a CMA or whatever it's going to be, and they can show you what the numbers are. If you yeah. look at your numbers, right, mm-hmm. you're going to see this thing called the mean. For those of you that don't know, right, mean and median, mm-hmm. right, the mean is you take the average. Take all of them, add them up, divide them by how many there are, that will get you your mean. Then from there, you get the median. Mm-hmm. The median is the one right in the middle. Okay, those two numbers is right around where you should at least be thinking about purchasing a property mm-hmm. from there you will have the one that didn't sell way down here mm-hmm. and it's still on the market i'm sorry way up here it's still on the market and it's active and it hasn't sold yet don't don't over don't don't look at that price and then mm-hmm. the one that sold for the least amount of money mm-hmm. don't look at that price either <laughs> right take the mean and the median and somewhere just underneath it is probably where you want to be smart about cutting mm-hmm. in and if you've done your homework you should know what that number is and and correct me if i'm wrong your realtor should know the area and the value and say this house is priced well this house isn't priced well this house is underpriced we should actually be overbidding your realtor should be able to help you with that yeah again i'm not trying to plug for realtors yeah Um, but generally that's who who we're working with right well just keep in mind that realtors you know have been around we adhere to the code of ethics Mm -hmm. so it's somebody that's not you know that shouldn't be steering you wrong ethically Mm-hmm. get me wrong i've met a lot of unethical realtors in my day yeah i'm not sure how they're still in business and still practicing but yes generally speaking realtors should be able to get comparable homes that have sold either mm-hmm. in the area or if it's a unique custom home they should be able to find homes that are not exactly like it mm-hmm. either, but they should be oranges to those apples at least fruits mm-hmm. say yeah and, uh, from there, you should be able to get a number. But again, use the mean, use the median prices, and yeah. then slightly go from there. Uh, if you see a home that is priced low on purpose, mm-hmm. like you know that it sells for X, Y, Z, and it's priced already, don't be the guy to underbid that house. Like, like I just can't tell you how many times... Um, I've, you know, advised my buyer to be, look, this house is under, like you're saying, like it's underpriced. Mm -hmm. We don't need to underbid this home. Mm -hmm. The seller already included that underbid in their asking price. This Mm -hmm. is the one that you actually bid over on. Mm -hmm. The realtor tells you that, don't be afraid to listen to that. Because there are many times when that is real. Mm -hmm. But, you know, main thing is that real estate it's not always about numbers. It's not yeah. always about the how many people, I can't tell you how many people get into real estate thinking it's about real estate. Yeah. Real estate has nothing to do with property. It is all about the people that mm-hmm. own the property. You don't know why they're getting out. 
You don't know what their situation is. They don't know what your situation is and why you want to buy it. Uh, but somewhere you guys got to meet in the middle. I've had sellers pick lower priced offers for, I can tell you how many different reasons. Like it is amazing. Like mm -hmm. this offer is higher. You don't want this offer? No, we want, we want this one. Yeah. It's like, we like their cute little dog. Like, like whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is, but it's just whatever the thing is, like you, you don't always know what that is. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I know one of my favorite stories uh, about that is this, there's this plot of land. I don't know. I don't know where somewhere in America. Um, and there's, there's a guy who owned it for, I don't know, 20 or 30 years or something like that. And they, they wanted to build a strip mall there. And everybody kept coming. They had, you know, architectural designs drawn up and they brought the guy and showed him, look at this is what we're going to make. It's going to be beautiful. He's like, not selling. So then like, they, they bumped the offer. Look, we're going to pay you a million. It's only worth seven fifty. He's like, I, I don't want to sell it. And then, and then, and then those guys got kind of bogged down and another group came in and like, Oh, we're going to do this. And look what we're going to do. We're going to make this big thing. It's going to be great. Like, we'll give you two million. He's like, I don't want to sell. So finally one guy came in and said, like, Hey, like why, you know, what do you, what's your plans for this property? He's like, I want to sell it. And he's like, but you've been getting like millions over your, your you know, what it's worth. He's like, I know. And he's like, so what, you know, what is it going to take to get you to sell this property? He's like, well, I bought this 30 years ago for my family to leave a legacy. He's like, I just want the shopping mall named after me. <laughs> but nobody had ever asked him. Yep. Why he wanted this, why, you know, what would it take to, to sell this What do you want out of this? He didn't want the money. He just wanted the shopping mall to be named after him. So the guy's like, absolutely, guarantee you, put it in the contract. Yep. And then they bought it for, for what it was worth. And yep. the mall to this day, I don't remember the, what it's called, is named after this guy. And that every time his grandkids drove, drive by, you know, they're like, that's grandpa's legacy to us. Yeah, that's the mall. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, they think it's just about numbers. Oh, I want to underbid so I can get a good deal. It's yeah. like, you kind of got to know. And, and believe me, if, if the seller has a good real estate agent, you're not going to know what the motives are. You're not, mm -hmm. um, you know, but if you can find out what the motives are, mm -hmm. what's behind it, that's going to get you the best deal that you can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. And then for those of you out there, I know you're out there. If you're probably listening, don't take it personally. I just, I've had to deal with you in the past. Um, I may not be talking to you personally, but somebody who's just like you where it's all about the numbers game mm -hmm. and they never feel satisfied unless yeah. they absolutely have to get a discount. And it's mm -hmm. just, I've dealt with you before. Yeah. You understand what it is about mm -hmm. your DNA. But, um, you know, don't take it personal. I try not my best to not take it personal. But if you're one of those mm -hmm. people, you always got to underbid. You always got to get that deal. Mm -hmm. You're never satisfied unless you get that deal. Like, just be mindful that the yeah. person you're submitting this offer to has a job and a duty and an obligation to submit your offer to the seller. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't put in an unrealistic low ball offer like mm -hmm. the whole like 20 page contract just if you're gonna do that just do the first two pages that has who's buying it and the price and just keep it to that and just send that out and just be like hey this is a blanket offer i'm offering um 
if you're interested, I will send you the full offer and just leave it at that. If they are going to take it, they will respond back to you or they'll counter you. Um, but most of the time, if they're, if they know what the home is worth, that offer is just going to, the seller is going to look at it and be like, no, I'm not even interested. So just send the first two pages. It's usually the best way to, to get that out. And it saves the most time for you because you're writing the offer and it saves the most time for the person that's reviewing it. Um, I don't know. Anything you got to say on that? Cause like well, I've done it before. I, and- I've dealt with that so many times. I mean, I don't know how many times like in the different various sales businesses are like, here's what we paid for it from the manufacturer. I can't give it to you at less than I bought it for. And they're yeah. like, yeah, how about another hundred dollars? <laughs> I, I, I would love to, I just can't. I bought it for 10,000. I'm giving it to you for 10,000. Nothing's happening here. I'm losing out here actually here. <laughs> I know, right? And they're like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but, and, 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 and they're never happy. And that's just that type of person. Yeah, you just gotta understand it. that. They're never happy with it. Yeah. And it will never be happy. Just, it's not cheap enough. And I, you know, and I've actually sold things the opposite way. Full, full price. Like, in fact, too high sometimes, you know, you know, because in some business I've, I've, I've worked in it, like, let, let's start this up high because we're going to come down anyway. And it's like, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, excuse me? <laughs> no, yeah, that's perfect. That's about what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's, let's sign this before you realize what the fuck's going on here. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, because, you know, we generally negotiate. No, that's fine. Yes. <clears throat> Just sign. <laughs> sign. And, 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 you know, it's all about perspective, you know. Yeah. Getting a good deal is up to you. If you feel yeah. like you got a good deal and you pay full price, that's great. If you feel like you got a good deal and you paid cost, then that's that's all on you. It's really it's all about perspective, you know. Yeah. So don't if, if you're working with those type of people, don't be mad. If you're that kind of person, up a little bit. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I get it, man. I, I like hey, I yeah. like to save money too. You're like one of the biggest Jews I know, but hey, hey you know, according to my DNA, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I would have thought I was. Like I would have put money down, like uh, guaranteed. But yeah, that's not. You know, I don't know, man. Don't Sometimes know. there are errors in that code, man. You know, something's wrong. Sure not Chinese, the, nothing. That's like weird. Make, I was like, make sure they got the right markers on there, dude. I think they switched my DNA at the lab. <laughs> but hey, I like to get a good deal, like the next guy, and, and then sometimes, you know. I'll pay full price knowing like I could have haggled a little, but man, I like what you're doing here. I'm going to, well, I'm going to put a little money in your pocket. You know, like, I feel like I'm getting a good deal. Yeah. I know I could get less, but that's all right. You know? Yep. That's better sure. over time. But anything else that we think people should absolutely know, you know, starting this home buying process. No, I think that's a, yeah. I think this is good. A, a good starter and stuff like that. If you guys have any questions or whatever, mm-hmm. hit us up on all the regular social media. You know yeah. how to do it. And, uh, e- email us or whatever. Yeah. Um, back to you. Especially with most of these, I think Ransom will have to answer these um, or I'll mm-hmm. consult with Ransom on my answer before re- replying. Yeah. Um, but also if, you know, if some aspect of this is unattainable to you right now, like you go out and you're like, oh, yeah, listen, your credit's little. We have, we have an episode. We talk about credit and stuff. We talk about money and different things. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to go back and, and uh, check those out. Um, it's a on your situation, but we do have a few other episodes in this realm to to help you guys. If if there's one of these th- sticking points you need to to go after a fix or whatever there, there is, 
you're looking for an investment side, we did a few episodes on different ideas on that stuff. Go check those out. I'll try and link to as many of those as I can think of. But other than that, uh, giveaway. If you haven't saw the episode we did for the movie review, I'd say go back and look at that. Uh, Generation mm-hmm. Freedom. Uh, yeah. I believe that was episode 42. Uh, the one right before this. Uh, we, we absolutely um, love the movie and the message and the premise. And um, I like to give away five people the opportunity to watch that movie and get those resources that they have there. So we're giving away five copies, access to, to the movie. It's up on their site, uh, genfreedom.com. If you're interested in looking at it, go back and listen to the episode before. All the month of February, we're looking at giving, you know, five people the opportunity to start that micro business. I love that word. Or that side hustle or giving yourself permission to do something, whatever it is, go back yeah. and watch the episode. Not head over to genfreedom.com. Check out what they got going on. We're giving five people a, uh, a copy of this movie. Nobody's paying us. We're, we're paying for this. Nothing to do with them at all. We really enjoyed it. We want to pass it on to you guys. Yeah. Like we always do. When we find great things. We want to give them away. Head over to socialcommunity.show slash pick me. Get entered into the giveaway. And hopefully you get a chance to, to win a copy. If not, I definitely recommend picking up and buying it. And like I said, we'll, um, is there any fundamental books we should recommend to people? Mm, uh, there's a few out mm-hmm. there. I can't think of off the top of my head, though. If we come up with something, uh, I'll put that in the show notes for you guys. Um, yeah. I can only think of real estate investment type things. Like, um, but no. there's good information out there on um, websites and stuff. Uh, yeah. And then we'll put the links to all the, the, the common, um, I want to I call it third-party real estate kind of sites, the, the Zillow's and the Trillio and stuff like that, as well as the, the authority sites, the realtor.com and mm-hmm. ls.com and stuff like that. We'll put all those links for you guys to so easily access those. Mm-hmm. And then this week's challenge, mm-hmm. I challenge you folks, if this is something you're looking at, get out there, go looking, go see a professional, whether it's a, it's, a, it's a mortgage broker or whether it's a realtor or whether it's some type of somebody in that capacity and find out where you're at, what you got to do. Start looking, start doing this stuff, start getting the experience, start doing these things like everything in life. You've got to start doing, we can all sit around we can watch 8,000 YouTube videos. It don't mean shit unless you're out there doing. So start doing. And if it's not the right time for whatever reason for you, you got to do this or that. It's okay. You know, now you're not sitting around your house, Oh, you know, we should buy a house, but oh, but I don't know about our credit. Oh, but I don't know about if we have enough down. Go see a professional. Go, go see these people. Start doing. Go. Now. Have you gone yet? Just check it. <laughs> it's like, well, it's final thought, you know, final thoughts is, you know, just where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know, if you are really looking at buying a house, you something you really want to do, just get out there and start going. And pick up the pieces that don't worry about oh my credit's not perfect mm-hmm. oh I don't, I don't make enough money at the job like go see what it is you want to do and just keep keep the end in mind and mm-hmm. as the pieces come you'll start to put the puzzle together you know just just kind of as you head out there just believe that things will you know things happen for a reason right they happen for you they mm-hmm. don't happen to you they happen for you mm-hmm. and they will come together it will definitely come together. You don't need all of your, you don't need all of your, your chickens in one egg. You know, they'll, they'll get in there and they'll start becoming what they want to become. You know, the main thing is just keep moving forward. That's it. 
And, and if you know some people that need help putting the puzzle together, share this with them, help them get going, you know, or, you know, or, you know, giving us, you know, some likes and reviews and stuff. And it's going to help us this show and this episode reach more people that are looking at stuff. That's the absolute best way to support the show. Uh, you know, and in, in, in between episodes, you guys can check us out on social media, uh, social media, ask your questions, see what we're up to. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you wanted to have a more um, personal conversation with uh, myself and Ransom about this topic, um, email us and we'll, you know, either I'll shoot it over to Ransom or I'll get an approved answer. Uh, also subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast app for past episodes and links to everything we talked about here today. You guys can make sure you head over to the social community.show. And until next time, keep learning, growing, and transforming to the person you want to become.